The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome. You've entered the realm of 1111 Talk Radio. Your host is Simran Singh. It's time to discover your own language with the universe. Learn to empower yourself, broaden your mind, open your heart, and discover who you are. Now, here's your host, Simran Singh. Welcome. It's a pleasure to have you with me again, and I have some wonderful information for you this evening. There are so many individuals on the planet that are here doing profound work. And oftentimes when we have people that show up in our lives and they have certain life experiences, we don't necessarily consider from the human perspective that those experiences are um, are good or we may label them as good or bad. And one of those that we can look at is perhaps the musician, um, the, the singer Whitney Houston that just passed away. Could it be possible that she was a light worker? Could it be possible that her very life represented some of the very characteristics of a light worker and that her journey also was there to illustrate to us some of the challenges that so many people are experiencing and some of the things that we don't need to allow in our own lives in terms of giving up or losing self-love or falling into addiction or giving ourselves up to someone else. Perhaps Michael Jackson is the same way. Perhaps there are political people that are that way, shopkeepers. Anybody in your surroundings could be a light worker, and they may be living a more normal life, or they may be living a life of challenge. The light worker's mission is to lend his or her light energy to a planet heavy with fear and negativity. And these could be musicians and artists, shopkeepers, accountants, stay-at-home moms, or just the people that you pass on the street. They share their gifts by speaking out for those who have no voice, and they're often creative, designing glorious works of art or writing music that elevates the spirit. I have a wonderful guest with me tonight, Savannah Arienta, and she is the author of a wonderful book entitled Lightworker, Understand Your Sacred Role as Healer, Guide, and Being of Light. And this evening we're going to discover what being a lightworker is all about, what we can encounter, and uh, how many things that we need to know about ourselves if we are actually in that path of light and the lightworker. I'd like to welcome Savannah Arienta to 1111 Talk Radio. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. It's wonderful to have you here. I haven't really had this conversation on the show before, and I think a lot of people are experiencing exactly what you write about in this book. There's so many individuals that I hear from just through my work that ask about the struggles that they're having or why are they having certain life experiences or why are they feeling certain energies. So so tell me, is the Lightworker Path one that does experience a certain amount of struggle, and is that a characteristic of that path? 
Oh, absolutely. That is so true. And, and, and it's funny that you mentioned Whitney Houston because I had the same conversation last night with a friend of mine. There are some people that just come to earth with such intensity and so much light energy, um, so much healing gifts for us that they just simply can't adjust to the density and the heaviness of the earth plane. And I really feel like my, uh, Michael Jackson, Whitney Houston, they were, they were among those type of people, the artists. They give so much of themselves and they really do pay the price for what they sacrifice. So yes, I think that there are so many people out there struggling with this because light workers aren't only those who are famous or those that are, are leaders or spiritual gurus. They're ordinary people who come here to heal the planet and help humanity. And sometimes it's, it's a struggle for them because they do sacrifice so much. And, and when we talk about that sacrifice, because it was definitely very evident that, you know, Whitney and Michael Jackson give so much, and, or there may be people that work in hospice or nurses or uh, any type of service people that just are constantly giving, giving, giving. Is there a certain protocol that the light worker needs to realize that, that even, that everyone needs to realize in terms of the continuous giving outward? Absolutely, and that's balance. That's the main thing to remember. Um, there were two reasons why I wrote the book. One was to enlighten people and let them know about the light workers who are here to help us and why they're here. And then the other side of that book was to help the light workers themselves because so many were living a life that was disrupted by the gifts that they've come to bring. I mean, their sensitivities and their acute nature just created so much havoc for them personally that they, they it was just hard for them to maintain balance in their lives. So as a light worker and anyone who's out there and, and kind of identifies themselves with this needs to learn that, yes, we're here to give of our gifts and we're here to heal, but we also need to be able to receive as well and have that balance. Otherwise, we very quickly become depleted. Now, there was one section very early on in the book, uh, Savannah, where you spoke about um, uncom- it's not uncommon for people who are not even yet aware that they're light workers to feel very lost and alone or to fall into deep states of sadness because they're not really fulfilling their divine purpose. And that is a relatively common feeling among people. So are we all light workers and just in different degrees of our knowingness of it uh, and, and in our evolution of being in that place, or is there a specific lost feeling or aloneness or sadness that is typical to the light worker? I think that it is typical to the light worker. And again, I think we're all on a spiritual journey, and some of us are not quite there yet. Obviously, we all have the potential to harbor excess light energy or to be light workers, absolutely. But not everyone lives their lives or are light workers, obviously. Or we wouldn't see the violent crime or on you know on children that we were seeing or the murders or the you know the, the state that the world is in. Uh, if we were all light workers, this would not be happening, obviously, because the light workers are here here to heal. 
So um, I think that we all have the potential to be light workers, but not everyone is a light worker at this point. But you're very clear in the book that there is definitely dark and light and that it's necessary to have that dark for the light to exist, but that the distinction is the intent behind the actions around what is going on. Talk a little bit about that. Exactly. That. Well, there's a big discussion in the book about light and dark energy and that in order to have light, we must have the dark. So it's it's a necessity, and we have to appreciate the darkness because without the dark night, we would never know the sunrise. Without feeling sadness, we'd never know the feeling of pure joy. So we have to have dark times in our lives, and through those times, we grow spiritually, and we progress, and we learn. We learn life lessons, and hopefully we come out of the dark. It's really our choice. So in order to... Um, appreciate the darkness, you have to be able to learn from it and work your way through it. And you talk about the dark energy also being the place that allows us to retreat and and indicate to us that we need that period of healing. It's just something that we we naturally do when we, we hit that dark spot in our lives. And particularly for the light worker, that retreat is is where they get a lot of their awareness and their greatest degrees of growth. Exactly, and inspiration, and and they're guided through. Because and another thing I write about is that we're never alone. We always have guides and angels and, and the universe to support us. So, yes, even a light worker will go through dark periods in their lifetime. In fact, a light worker will probably go through more darkness, and they're guided through it. They're, they're able to retreat and heal, and as that, as that happens, they're guided, and they come out spiritually progressed. So the darkness isn't really something to be feared. It's really something to live through, learn from, and process, and, and return out into the light. Now, you have come from a family of incredibly gifted women, and you grew up with a real connection and awareness to your spirit, and also were exposed to the principles of spirituality uh, from very, very early on. For you to be someone that is really writing about the light worker, uh, did you have you experienced your own very, very dark depths, even though you had all of that exposure? Absolutely. Absolutely, and it was 10 years. And, you know, many light workers go through times of addiction or um, even health issues or whatever it is. And mine was uh, I had uh, deaths in the family, a painful divorce. I struggled as as a single mother with two young daughters and no income. And I really, really went through a dark period. It lasted 10 years. But the thing I took out of it was that there, there is good in the universe. There is unconditional love. There are good people. I didn't spiral deeper and deeper, which is a, that's a, really a pitfall of light workers is that sometimes instead of coming out of it, they don't know how to process it and they'll just spiral deeper. I was able to make my way out and learn from it and come out on the other side. And I'm sure my upbringing and my spirituality, uh, the beliefs that were instilled in me in a young age helped me to come out of that dark period. But uh, it is not unusual for a light worker to go through 
dark periods that are sometimes extended. But with um, the tools that the book gives, or even the new age of enlightenment, there's so many resources out there. It's it's easier for a light worker to be aware of what's happening and be able to come out of their dark period or their what they call the dark night of the soul. Many light workers struggle greatly in their lifetimes, and in order to fully understand life on this earth so that they can serve humanity, light workers must undergo life experiences that will give them an empathic understanding of others. Sometimes they feel as if they're taking on the weight of humanity and can feel the pain of everyone on the planet at once. They can often feel very lost and alone and sometimes fall into deep states of sadness. Uh, because they're not fulfilling their life purpose. The dark energy that arises in our lives has a time and a place because it allows us to retreat and indicate a period of healing, the time to be tucked in tightly and take the time to convalesce. This is a time where we understand our ability to be of service to those in need and the sole experience of being thrown into the darkness so that we can learn how to navigate to be able to understand, assist, enlighten, and enlighten others who are trapped here. These words are from Lightworker, the uh, wonderful book by Savannah Ariante, and it is Understand Your Sacred Role as Healer, Guide, and Being of Light. The title of the book, again, is Lightworker. She is the author of this, and you can connect to her at Savannah Arienta. That's S-A-H-V-A-N-N-A. A-R-I-E-N-T-A dot com. Again, the name of the book is Lightworker, and you can uh, go to that website and find out a lot of what Savannah does. She uh, has quite a few things that she is in charge of. She's the creator of Soul's Journey Media, a new thought company that brings messages of enlightenment to spiritual seekers. She's also the founder and creator of Soul's Journey Radio, an Internet radio station where psychics, astrologers, and lightworkers come together to share their knowledge and experiences with listening audiences. We'll be right back with Savannah Arienta and Lightworker. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today, www.1111mag.com. 1111 Magazine is a bi-monthly print publication that offers a rich, multi-sensory experience. As you engage with experts and topics of consciousness, become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, discovering the heart, and stepping into conscious living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Be extraordinary. Be the change.
listening to 1111 Talk Radio. If you'd like to join today's discussion, please call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5795. Again, 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to info at believesc.com. Now back to 1111 Talk Radio with Simran Singh. I'd like you to invite you to go to the magazine website, 1111magazine1111mag.com. We are now offering 1111 Magazine completely free as a gift to humanity for growth and self-evolution. Uh, definitely take advantage of that. All of the issues going forward are freely given in addition to the archived issues of 2010 and 2011. There are some brilliant and amazing authors from around the globe that submit articles and really provide information that can support you in growing and healing and stepping into your role of who you're to be on the planet. So definitely access the magazine. You can go to 1111mag.com. We are actually just about to release the March-April issue, and there's some amazing articles with Maureen Moss, Alea Deo, Joe Dispenza, and Dr. Wayne Dyer. So definitely uh, take the time to look that up and, and access everything that you need to support yourself. My guest today, Savannah Arianta, is the author of Lightworker, and this is a really supportive guide for any of you who are feeling any of the struggle that's going on to help you understand a lot about energy, a lot about how to protect yourself or create shields or the many different planes of existence that uh, actually are here that we move through as a soul in addition to uh, who we are as light workers and how we move through some of the experiences that we have. You can connect with Savannah at savannaarienta.com. That's S-A-H-V-A-N-N-A-A-R-I-E-N-T-A.com. Savannah, um, you do have in here a section about the various planes of existence, uh, that there are different levels that we come in on, and the earth plane is just one, but there, there are some, uh, are they parallel planes or are they uh, above us that, uh, yes, that we rise in and lower into? Yeah, they're actually all around us. They're just on different vibrational frequencies. And, you know, the universe is infinite, and I, I can't go through as many planes as there are because it's endless. So I do go through seven major planes from the earth plane up to where our source or God would exist. So I explain each one and the type of light workers and the type of work that is done on each plane that I go through. So it was very interesting and this information was channeled and given to me through meditation and automatic writing. So it was just a way to kind of break down the different types of light workers and their levels and their intensities and their roles. Some are, are here to bring beauty and beautify the earth. Some are here to bring healing or different um, medical advances. I mean, there's all different types coming from different places. So that and, and this earth plane yeah. is one that is more dense, and it, and it is meant to be the materialistic uh, plane, and and the one that was more self-centered, and and the one oh, that absolutely. we were to have the different issues. But as we're moving into 2012 and this new birthing energy and the golden age, 
all of that energy that is typically of the first plane is shifting. And Absolutely. and tell me what's happening. Is it that the planes are meshing or is it that more people are vibrating higher that this first plane has to shift up? Yes, it was a necessity that we needed to vibrate on a higher level because just think of the Earth's energy as a scale and that there's the light and the dark polar sides and anything in between. And the messages I was getting was that we were tipping a little bit too much into the darkness. So we needed to shift. It was time for a shift. And that's why the light energy was kind of being infused into the earth plane to balance. And another thing I know in, in the book was that source or the universe does not want all light. Source just seeks to create balance in order to make everything kind of run properly. So we are not here. The light workers have not come to enlighten the entire universe and tip us totally into the scales of the light, but to balance, because that's what we really need is balance. Because, again, that brings us back to the point that you have to have darkness in order to have light. And is it that our consciousness, the collective consciousness, and what we have done on the planet has kind of tipped it more to the dark that this light force had to come in to be that balance? Absolutely. We've become too materialistic, too connected to um, the the earth plane and um, the physical, and that happens over time where you, you just build up an excess of darkness. Our spirituality was dwindling, and I think it was just time for a change and a balance. And I think that's when the light workers, and this didn't happen just last year. This has been a slow progression where the light workers now are coming in a heavier amount. You know, there may have been light workers throughout history uh, here and there isolated, but over the last 100 years or so it has come the army. And you have, for people that are, are really, you know, we're all here in this earth plane, so there's certain things that we can practice and do that really can help to develop that spirituality and the belief system so that we accelerate ourselves. Will you name some of those particular things that the earth plane spirit can really utilize? Well, first of all, gratitude is the highest, is one of the highest levels of vibration you can you can live with. So it's always to be grateful for whatever it is that we have. And if we look at things uh, at, with gratitude, suddenly everything seems better. You know, there's always something that's, that, that we have to be grateful for. Also, trying our best to live in that state of unconditional love, which means loving ourselves, um, praying for humanity, also having high intentions, when we uh, set out to do something, thinking of the collective and the greater good of all humanity, you know, all these types of uh, actions help elevate your, what I call your light quotient, and it helps bring more light into your own life as well, because like we all studied the law of attraction, we reap as we sow, and if we focus on the good things, we bring in more good things into our own lives. So... If you want to work with the light energy, 
which everyone has that potential. As I said in the beginning, I didn't feel everyone is a light worker, but everyone can work with and create light energy. And a main part of doing that is by having unconditional love and living in gratitude. And then when we move from the earth plane of energy, the second plane is the astral plane. And a lot of that work has to do with our dream time and and being able to sense uh, that which is is would you call it the next veil or the next uh, uh, yeah the next I, I experience like, of energy? Yeah, my information that I've gotten is that the astral plane is is very close to the earth plane. It's almost like what they call a buffer for the earth plane, which is very dense, and then the higher realms of very light and loving frequency. So the astral plane is where a lot of the spirits who cross over sit and prepare to move up to the next plane. They could sit there and or live in that plane for many, many years uh, and choose to stay there. Uh, but we do visit the astral plane, uh, those of us who, who are in the physical world, during dream time or meditation or even daydreaming. Any altered state of consciousness can bring us to the astral plane where we can confer with our, our spirit guides or we can visit deceased loved ones. There's, um, we travel there, astral travel, you know, we're on the astral plane. So there's, uh, that's kind of the second realm that I talk about. And as I said, it's kind of that buffer, that in-between zone. And then the third plane is one where you, where it seems as if we have a choice. We, we can either choose to reincarnate back onto Earth or we can choose to be of assistance in a non-physical form for Earth. Exactly. Think about that third yes. plane. Once we decide to let go of the material, we will leave the astral plane because the astral plane is very similar to the Earth plane. Um, and then we get to the third plane where we can decide, like you said, to either be a spirit guide or we can decide to come back to Earth, reincarnate, and live as a light worker here and help as we live our, our life, our human experience. I love how you list out some people as examples that are are the different plane light workers. And for the third plane, you have listed down dark. Dr. Martin Luther King and Oprah Winfrey, Abraham Lincoln, Nelson Mandela, Rosa Parks, and Clara Barton, because it really, I think, helps sometimes people to see this is how that shows up. This is These are people really? that chose to come here and the kind of work that they intended to do. Exactly. That's the type of work that comes from the third plane. They're advocates. They're those who speak out for, for people who are oppressed or have no voice. They are the... Um, the civil rights people, they are like the teachers, the lawyers, they are those who come to earth to help others uh, by speaking out. They, they're the type that will um, put together movements or charities. So those are the light workers that come from the third plane. And then the fourth plane, uh, you, you have in there that that's something that goes beyond even the beauty of sight or sound, that it's something... Uh, that is just brilliance, and and uh, many of the names that you had listed there really were about creativity. Absolutely, and that's where we find all our great songwriters, our our great uh, um, people who've written literature over the years, over the centuries. Um, we, these are the empaths. They're very 
sensitive in terms of um, creativity and also being able to relate to others. They they seem to want to have not only an inner sense of peace but an outer sense of peace because they're so empathic. They seek to a world um, that they would like to live in for everyone else. So yeah, I did identify songwriters like John Lennon or Bob Marley as uh, third, as fourth plane light workers, even artists like Vincent Van Gogh. And and then again, if we remember the book and we look at their lives and how much pain that a lot of these creative beings endured, such as we go back to Whitney Houston or Michael Jackson, they were just so sensitive and so filled with light that it was actually kind of painful for them to be here. They just felt homesick and they just could not adjust. So that's well, and I think about who you, you so have important. Mother Teresa written here, and you have, you know, these these are people that Beethoven. You have these people that truly were loving beings that were giving all of their heart and soul and everything that they were doing, but you could also see that there was a part of them that was tortured at what they were seeing. Exactly, exactly, and every one of them. If you go back in history and you look at all the the great artists or those the great healers, the the ones who, like I said, even the ones from the third plane who have spoken out for those. Even Oprah, I mean, her life is before she's become well known and famous. She suffered. I mean, all of them. So it just it really does show you that that they really do sacrifice so much to come here to help humanity. My guest today is Savannah Arienta. She is the author of Lightworker, Understand Your Sacred Role as Healer, Guide, and Being of Light. In this book, you're going to find out all of the different paths that the Lightworker takes. Uh, in addition to the seven planes, you're going to find out what that journey is like, the sensitivity, the empathic abilities, the intuitive abilities. In addition, whether you are a Lightworker or not, whether you uh, even are curious as to whether you're a light worker or not, there's a section in the back of the book that really talks about what every human being can access and utilize, and that's things like living in moderation or practicing self-love and self-acceptance. Whether or not you consider yourself a light worker, there's no need to place unnecessary or unrealistic expectations on yourself. This only creates feelings of failure and low self-esteem. Loving and accepting ourselves for who we are today, here and now, will help us to better to be better in our future, and it will allow you to have the privilege of being you. Love yourself unconditionally without boundaries so that you can propel yourself into a higher experience of you. You can connect to Savannah at savannaarianta.com. You can find out more about some of the different work that she does. She is a practicing psychic medium and intuitive advisor with clientele from around the globe. She's the recipient of six International Paranormal Acknowledgement Awards, and she has studied the metaphysical and paranormal realms extensively for more than 20 years. Creator of Soul's Journey Media, a new thought company that brings messages of enlightenment to spiritual speakers, spiritual seekers. She's also the founder and creator of Soul's Journey Radio. We'll be right back with Savannah Arienta. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 
11, 111, 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today. www.1111mag.com 1111 Magazine is a bi-monthly print publication that offers a rich, multi-sensory experience. As you engage with experts and topics of consciousness, become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, discovering the heart, and stepping into conscious living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. Be visionary. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. You are listening to 1111 Talk Radio. If you'd like to join today's discussion, please call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5795. Again, 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to info at believesc.com. Now back to 1111 Talk Radio with Simran Singh. Definitely connect to any of our websites. You can access all of them at 1111mag.com. Also on Facebook, you can look me up at 1111 Magazine or at Simran Singh 1111. We have started posting some video vision boards some little bite-sized sound bites of inspiration just to help you start on your day. They're filled with beautiful imagery, sound, and words to really help lift the spirit and set your intentions for each and every day. So connect to us on Facebook and on Twitter. Love to uh, stay in contact that way. There are seven major planes that exist between the physical earth plane and source, and each plane or realm is unique. The earth plane is the first one, and lightworkers uh, are, are feeling some of that denseness and heaviness that exists in that area. There also is the astral plane, and then we can move on up into the third plane, and people that are are coming to the planet that are from these different planes include individuals such as Oprah Winfrey, uh, Vincent Van Gogh, Frank, Frank Lloyd Wright, uh, many of our great teachers, leaders, speakers, political uh, leaders as well, and then not just the people that are the successful or very, very uh, celebrity-type individuals. They can also be the average person that is the shopkeeper, that is the musician or the artist, even the stay-at-home mom, the individuals that you just might pass on the street that you have no idea. They are all here with their gifts, speaking out for those that have no voice. And they're often creative, designing glorious works of art, writing music that elevates the spirit, or just doing random acts of kindness. My guest today is Savannah Arienta, and she's a practicing psychic medium and intuitive advisor with a clientele around the globe. She's a respected radio host and the recipient of six International Paranormal Acknowledgement Awards. Uh, welcome back, Savannah. I want to talk a little more about some of these different planes. And we got to the uh, third plane, uh, 
and but there's uh there's a fourth that we can go into and that one has a lot to do with no we did the fourth that's the van gogh and the mother teresa now we can go into well, the, the fifth one. right the fourth is the the light workers who beautify beautify the earth and then the fifth plane is the realm of illumination. This is where all the wisdom of creation is stored. So the lightworkers that would, would uh, encompass the fifth plane, what would they be like? They would be our scientists, our inventors of advanced technology, uh, our, our um, medical professionals, anyone who comes here they bring to bring cures for diseases. They would be the, uh, Einstein, uh, those who, who help bring all the uh, answers or the knowledge of the universe here to Earth at the right time in order for us to, to live better here and, and to be able to um, function on a higher level. And they come when, when we're ready. In other words, when we're ready for a cure for cancer, whatever your belief is, whether you think there is one or not yet, but when we're ready the universe will send that light worker here from the fifth plane with that cure or any specific disease. So the fifth plane is where all the knowledge of the universe is held. Many people refer to that as the Akashic Records, where everything, all the answers, everything that ever is, was, or shall be is stored there. And the light workers that are on the fifth plane have access to all those answers. So some of those light workers that you list out, uh, you mentioned Einstein, but there's Plato, Socrates, Gandhi, mm-hmm. Thomas Edison, Edgar Cayce, Deepak Chopra, Nostradamus. Those are the types of visionaries that are coming to the planet, bringing that kind of information. Exactly. In each section, you're listing some light worker facts, and, and you go into the color and the elements, the sensitive body parts, the gemstones, flower essences, balancing foods. Tell me the significance of knowing those things. Well, um, they just help to bring some balance to your specific vibrational level. So if you feel that you really resonate with, say, the fifth plane, you may want to read the list of the different um, tools, like the, like the gemstone or the flower or the fragrance. And when you meditate, you may want to hold that or you may want to burn that, that scent. It will just help to balance out your energy. And when you talk about planes, are you, is that the same thing as dimensions? Yes. Realms, planes, dimensions, it's really all uh, a term for worlds, other worlds. Okay, very good, very good. And then we go into the sixth plane, light worker. And, and this is really have been the major teachers of humanity up till now. Absolutely. This is where our, mas- our ascended masters and our archangels are, Jesus, Buddha, um, Saint Archangel Michael, Mother Mary, they're the the next level just below source. So these, now the, these are the real, ones where our real powerful um, the ones that oversee the, uh, the evolution of humanity are 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 living. Is this a plane that uh that these beings have the ability to to manifest themselves on earth if, if, if they needed to be here in a form is is this a plane of a certain amount of manifestation power that that they could come I know that they're 
there have been books written like Masters of the Far East and, and different things that proclaim that some of these, like Jesus and Buddha, have come back at certain times uh, to Earth to visit when they needed to. Absolutely. They, they forego the birth or the death process as we would. Um, they can appear at will where they're needed in any form. Uh, I believe that Jesus could come uh, as, as in the form of a homeless person. If they're needed, they will appear in whatever form is necessary. And they do oversee humanity, and they do come at will when they're, they're needed. Now, you brought up a, a big point, because in the book you talk about the many different ways that light workers show up, and it can be the homeless person as well. Absolutely. I, and I wrote a blog post about the, um, the man, I, I can't recall his name, I have to apologize, but the man with the golden voice, how he was homeless, um, and he had this beautiful voice, and it was it shocked everyone when he, he just, someone made a YouTube video, and he became the symbol for the homeless, that this man was gifted. He had the voice of a TV announcer. It was He was just a natural, but yet he was living under a bridge. So, you know, this is a light worker who appeared to really bring an awareness uh, of the home, homeless. I mean, although we, we are aware, but really to highlight and to um, illuminate their plight and to show that they're people as well. So they can come in any form. And, you know, he may have been a homeless person with addiction issues, but there's your typical light worker. And what he did was, I believe his name was Ted Williams, he brought he brought um, focus on the homeless. And now you, know, you kind of look at homeless people differently. When you see them, you walk by and you think, wow, you know, they really could have gifts as well. Because well and that's the, how we can realize, too, that so often when things happen that we as human beings will judge, those individuals are actually being the angel, so to speak, in that situation because they are bringing light to a subject. They are bringing an awareness, and they're opening up the mind and the heart and the consciousness of people that are otherwise asleep to certain topics. Absolutely, and I I really feel that it's all very synchronized, that it happens when it's meant to happen, and these light workers activate um, when they're meant to. And, you know, it was his time to to uh, bring focus on a certain cause. And I think that he did a lot of good. And I think that this can happen at any time to any of us. Now, I know at this particular time in history, there are probably more light workers on the planet than ever before, that this is a time that we all chose specifically to have a profound change and for to assist the earth in its its own evolution and birthing uh, and, and moving through the next phase that it needed to move through. Do you have any insight on how that happens, how so many people can appear on the planet at, at, at one time in, in being that kind of force and why it is uh, possibly arranged in those sorts of cycles? Well, I do believe that there is an infinite intelligence and it's in, within source and that everything is guided by that intelligence, and it was time. I think that we we do have guidance and divine guidance, and I think that it was just time for the light workers to come, like I said, to balance the energy, and we were given an assignment, and we're on it. 
Wonderful, wonderful. Now, for people that are light workers or even if they're unaware of it and they're experiencing different sensitivities, what can individuals do to support themselves in uh, protecting themselves or just strengthening their own energy to be able to ward off what they're experiencing outside of themselves? Yeah. There are so many people out there at this point that are suffering and not understanding why. And we're seeing more and more, more addiction issues, more eating disorders, more young people who are cutting themselves or hurting themselves. So if you're experiencing this... Actually, Savannah, I'm going to have you hold off on that and answer that. I didn't realize we were at time for another commercial break. My guest is Savannah Arienta. She is the author of Lightworker. Understand your sacred role as healer, guide, and being of light. It is the lightworkers' mission to lend their light energy to a planet heavy with fear and negativity. But lightworkers aren't all well-known spiritual gurus. They come in many shapes, forms, and careers. They share their gifts by speaking out for those that have no voice. And they create glorious works of art. Savannah Arienta is a practicing psychic medium. She has studied and explored the metaphysical and paranormal realms extensively for more than 20 years and is the creator of Soul Journey Media. You can find out more at savannaarienta.com. We'll be right back. The 7th Wave Channel on The Voice America Network. Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today. www.1111mag.com. 1111 Magazine is a bi-monthly print publication that offers a rich, multi-sensory experience. As you engage with experts and topics of consciousness, become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, discovering the heart, and stepping into conscious living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. Invite meaning and inspiration to your life. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. You are listening to 1111 Talk Radio. If you'd like to join today's discussion, please call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5795. Again, 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to info at believesc.com. Now back to 1111 Talk Radio with Simran Singh. Spirit guides are light workers from the third plane who choose to teach, support, and protect us. They're with us from the moment of our birth until we leave our physical bodies. And although our guides change as we grow and progress, we may have one or more working with us at any given time in the following aspects of our lives, creative abilities, spiritual progress, work or business, health and medical issues, relationships. Each guide has a particular expertise that fits with the different stages and phases of life. 
Guides are given students who can benefit and learn from them. And as we master our life lessons and spiritually progress, our guides will change. When you hear a voice that tells you you will never succeed or that you're not good enough, that's your ego talking. Your ego will always try to distract you from your goals with its insecurities and untrusting nature. Be aware of the difference in these two voices, and it will help you to raise your awareness level so that you can easily recognize when your guides are trying to communicate something to you. This is information directly from the book Lightworker by author Savannah Arianta. You can find out more about her at savannaharianta.com and access this wonderful book. It is filled with a lot of valuable information to help people navigate some of the tough times that they're going through in addition to understanding what you can do to take care of yourself on not only a physical level but on an energetic level. And that's kind of where we left it off, Arianta. We were, uh, Savannah, we were talking about uh, what we need to do to protect ourselves, to shield ourselves, and you have quite a bit of that written in the book. So I'd love to just let people know that there is something available to them. I do, and, and the, uh, the book is, is almost like a manual for those who are um, unaware and and now just becoming awakened or activated, They would so they say. So it's very important to shield yourself and be aware that as a light worker or a sensitive person, you're absorbing energies all the time. You absorb it from people around you, environments, and even the collective. And that can be overwhelming. So just the awareness that you're absorbing these energies and uh, the ability to shield, which is basically a very easy exercise, and I go through it in the book. And um, doing that even sometimes several times a day, it takes literally five seconds to do, is a great protection. Another way is to find support. Find other like-minded people who are understanding of what you're going through. And also to find, try to find your purpose, you know, find your, your niche because all light workers need to fulfill their mission. doesn't necessarily mean you need to move to India and start an orphanage, <laughs> but it does mean that you have something to do here. And whether it be a creative endeavor or helping others, just whatever it is, whatever scale, small or grand scale you want to do your light work on, just just do it and do it with passion. And don't forget, of all things, self-love is the most important aspect of your light work. Always love yourself and be forgiving and know that you can't heal the world, but you can help. Well, and I think the other thing that people need to realize, because so many people get caught up in seeking that ultimate life purpose and the spin of trying to figure that out, that they don't realize that source in the universe is constantly preparing us for what we're supposed to do. So all of those things that seem relatively mundane or don't seem to make sense or just seem like random things showing up in our lives that are not quite a path actually are part of the journey, part of the path, step-by-step, teaching us who we are to become, training us, in a sense, with tools and necessities that we're going to utilize in ways we don't even have an idea of when we get to that part of the journey. And that's not even the end of the path, is it? And that is so true. And I get that question a lot. Uh, What is my life purpose? Why am I here? And always the answer is you are living your life purpose as we speak. There's no need to ask. Just be. 
And this is it. I mean, we as we go, we learn, we grow, we move through our journey, and, and we progress, and that's our purpose. Uh, you will find it. So there's no need to really even ask. So I, I agree with that 100%. Now, when we're talking about spirit guides, is there anything in particular that we need to know about our spirit guides or about the way messages are showing up? Um, just speak a little bit about that, and then I'd love for people to know uh, about an organization that you have as well. Sure. Well, uh, our spirit guides, as you said, are with us from the day we're born. They do change, and as we progress, we get new teachers or new guides. And just to be aware that these they're always there for us, to support us and to guide us through our our lessons or uh, any aspect of our life. So be aware of messages that come through. They can come in any form. They can come in thoughts. They can come in songs on the radio. They can come... I gave one example of a billboard. I mean, just pay attention. You know, we live a lot of our life on autopilot. We're not paying attention as we go through our day. But if we just raise our awareness level and we recognize these signals and signs, we'll get the guidance that we need. Also, I want you to talk a little bit about um, some of the ways that we attract the lost souls or what you call the accidental tourists, the earthbound spirits, and particularly light workers can, can attract these. So why do they attract them and what are we supposed to do with them when they show up? Right, absolutely. As a medium, I, I experience that very often. As a light worker, your channel is illuminated and you're, you're open. I mean, a lot of us have these mediumship qualities that come spontaneously and we don't realize it, whether they come through dreams or we hear voices. So that's because of our light, we attract earthbound spirits who are in need of help. And it's really, it's kind of partly our job to help them cross over. So if you are getting messages from deceased loved ones or even strangers that have crossed over, you may want to help them cross over into the light because as a light worker, you do have some mediumship qualities and, you know, you want to try to utilize that in order to help and heal. And I want you to talk a little bit, because we have just a couple of minutes left, Savannah, about your sjlightworkers.com organization. Yes, my website, sjlightworkers.com, is a wonderful, wonderful group of lightworkers who are there running phone lines 24-7. They are psychics, they're angel communicators, they're spiritual teachers. All these people have been highly trained. They've worked their entire lives in order just to be a support for those who are on the spiritual path. So I want to just give my appreciation for them and give recognition to all the work they do and and just ask everyone to go visit them over at sjlightworkers.com. Wonderful. That uh, website, again, is sjlightworkers.com, and you can find out more about Savannah and her wonderful book, Lightworker, Understand Your Sacred Role as Healer, Guide, and Being of Light. Uh, you can find out more about her at savannaorienta.com. The book is available on Amazon, on uh, Barnes & Noble, many of your different sites, so you can go to her website or you can connect to one of the major sites in order origin of your soul and what your unique gifts are. 
It helps you learn how anxiety, depression, or addiction can be symptomatic of the light worker's highly acute nature. You can understand your sensitivities and recognize them as extrasensory perceptions and how you can use your qualities as healing gifts. Lightworker will change the way you view life, your challenges, and your own place in the world. This is a wonderful book that really helps you to understand your fragile sensitivities and the recognition that they may be extrasensory perceptions. Uh, It's time to really get in touch with who you are and understand that all the things happening to you are happening with purpose and that you can support yourself in many different ways. So definitely access uh, Savannah Arianta's wonderful book and ask yourself, are you a light worker? I have wonderful upcoming guests for March. Very, very excited to have a great lineup of shows. Next week we have Eldon Taylor. Uh, afterward, we're going to be speaking with Maureen Moss on March the 8th. March the 15th, Monty Farber with Quantum Affirmations. On March 22nd, we have Nick Ortner and The Tapping Solution. And on March 29th, Dr. J.J. Hurtak, and we're speaking about the Oversoul. I hope you'll join me for each and every one of those shows and definitely take advantage of the free offering of 1111magazine1111mag.com. Thank you, Savannah, very much for your time. I loved having the conversation with you on 1111 Talk Radio. I'm Simran Singh. Until next time, be well. Thank you for stepping into the doorway of conscious choice with 1111 Talk Radio. Please join host Simran Singh again next Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time for another enlightening edition here on the 7th Wave Network. Remember, shift happens.